0: Hello, Kofkin Bond listeners. Welcome to Podcast 49. Tony, we've nearly bought up 50. We're one off.
1: Mm. We're just creeping we're there. Three away from a year. We haven't missed a Wednesday.
0: you we haven't missed a Wednesday and you've made sure of that, which is fantastic. But look, today we're talking the buzzword, I guess. We're going to talk about buzzwords and what happens, but I guess there's one buzzword in particular at the moment. It um, seems to be all over... The news, social media, I think social media has now taken off and put as many uh, pictures of people carrying toilet paper or no toilet paper on the shelves, but the coronavirus.
1: Yes, the coronavirus. And we did have to restart this podcast because Jamie started coughing at the start of it. It would have have
0: been a good introduction, but yeah, I'm a bit worried I might be spitting on you. I did see a
1: bunch of photos on uh, Facebook uh, today of uh, people with um, homemade masks, you could say. Yes. So one guy wearing, I'm hoping his girlfriend or wife's uh, (laughs) G-string. I (laughs) uh, saw, saw another one with a... Um, the water containers, a lot of people seem to be walking around with water containers on their heads at the moment. It's, um, which I thought was an interesting one. And a few others, which were just like, yeah, (laughs) and I was was at the airport yesterday, picking up my cousin from the airport yesterday. And you know, the virtually every Asian I saw there were actually wearing face masks. It's Now, they were people, I'm assuming where they were because we had to go through international, they were people who were leaving the country, uh, not actually people who were arriving. But it's, uh, yeah, I I actually still found that quite interesting. So there is a lot of fear, obviously, out there.
0: And that's where we're going to go. We're not actually going to talk about the virus or our thoughts on it. You can do that. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) I'm no doctor (laughs) either. I guess from a market point of view, we've seen a fair dip in the past
1: (sighs) And this is where, and this well,
0: this is where. Well, look, we've just been up to Morningstar events over the past two days, um, and it seems to be a hot topic, and it seems to be what people want to know about.
1: Yeah, what do you want to know? <laughs> so this is my fifth pandemic that I've lived through. And, and, and look,
0: and what happens with a pandemic? What, what what happens?
1: Well, basically, I think I think what's happened this time. What makes coronavirus? So worse than the others is because of just that—it's social media viruses. Uh, basically, it's a case of because of instant communication via social media and instantaneous twenty-four-hour news, the world is being inundated by the one person. Well, I'd said maybe two people have died over in Perth here in Australia. I mean, more people die per hour of the common flu worldwide than is what's happening in this. And as I said, it's it's the it is actually the fifth pandemic that I have lived through and witnessed uh, since actually joining this industry, and each one of them ha- has had an effect on the market. But I think the reason why the market's been affected so much this time is twofold, my, in my humble opinion. Uh, not quoting Daniel Needham or any of the Morning Star guys. So you mentioned them earlier. So I just want this is Tony's opinion. Uh, is first of all the social media. There's there's nothing that doesn't get on social media and people always run with their own personal views as we know so you know if i if i believed ronald mcdonald's hair should be blonde i would have pictures of ronald mcdonald with blonde hair on my social media page i think though what's also happened is markets actually were overvalued yeah and what this is is actually just a tipping point to markets that have been overvalued but rather than Uh, A nice slow orderly uh, come down, which has never occurred by the way in 28 years. Markets come down very fast and go up very slow. Uh, But there is that old adage, um, many years ago there used to be a saying, it hasn't come around as much nowadays, but the US market sneezes and we catch a cold. Kind of, you know, was is, is that funny? Yeah, You're not okay. laughing. Oh, I was laughing. was <laughs> that a dad. It was a dad <laughs> joke. It <Yeah>, was. <well, laughs> so, I guess it works in I, I, was, I was expecting roars of laughter from you there, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so.
0: It ties into the conversation. Okay, though. dad joke.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a dad. So, so. I, I think. Um, no, so I, I think there's twofold to it, and that is that first of all, the markets actually were overheated, um, and they have come off. But those of you who are clients of mine and Paul's. You've heard the saying many, many times, you know, when there's, when, you know, Boxing Day sale, you go and buy. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing. And, you know, last week uh, it was a case of keeping an eye on everything. And this week it's a case of, well, where are things going? And we're starting to buy. Because when you have a client who has a 10-year view... Um, the, the it it doesn't matter what happens today or tomorrow. Yep. Um, it it's about where are things going to be in ten years' time, and especially too if if clients aren't drawing down, you know, from their portfolios, if they're in the accumulation phase, there's you know it's not a major issue. Those who are drawing down from their portfolios if they're drawing down on a monthly basis it's a far better which all of our clients are it's it's a far better way of doing it than drawing down on a lump sum basis as well so but, you know, it's, we've been saying for a long time that the markets are overheated. It doesn't yep. mean we've been out of them. It just means we've been a bit cautious. That's all.
0: And I, I think that taking that cautious approach has really held us through these few weeks because those drawdowns haven't been as large as other funds.
1: Absolutely. Well, there's, um, we did a – I've got a board meeting uh, next week uh, and for, for a charity that I uh, work on. And – having a look at their share portfolio. And it has been, you know, it's it was very concentrated, purely Australian. Uh, They went through stockbrokers. So, guess what they've got, Australian shares. Yeah. um, And so you can say there was a bit of a hometown bias there on that basis. But when I did the report for them last week, the market hadn't come down, but I still did a comparison. And where we had 57% defensive assets, where your capital just isn't at risk. I mean, don't get me wrong. Capital can come down, but we're not talking 10%. It might be like half a percent or something. Yep. But, uh Where the things aren't at risk. And the return was the same. You know, over, the, over a five-year average. First of all, no hometown bias. number one. But I just redid the report uh, yesterday because of what had been happening their drawdowns have been horrendous. Yeah. Um, so whereas I think I think during that same period ours is like negative one, they they've lost 17 percent, and and that for a charity that's that's a lot. But I'm, I mean I'm not, not having to go at them uh, at all. Uh, but it's it's more the case of understanding where markets are, understanding cycles, and saying well guess what when these things happen. He can take advantage of it. and We, we just placed a very large order uh, for one of our clients who are in our top 20. Um, so he's, he's a very large client, but that was quite a large order. So don't know if the market's going to be down tomorrow. don't, don't know if it's going to be down again the next day. But we're all pretty comfortable you know, in 24 months uh, and 36 months and in five years' time and in 10 years' time. That'll be far higher than where it is today. Yep. and it's all international that is gone. So it's uh, we've used the Morningstar Real Growth for So can they,
0: can can this I guess pandemic actually hurt the valuations of businesses though if they're not able to import export as well? Yeah,
1: they, it can, and and this is this could be short term. Like for example, some of the reports I've read is that Coca Cola could uh, start to run short of that um, sugar replacement additive thing. So for their no sugar Coke or. Diet Coke and things like that, whatever that is. And I think that's a good thing if people can't drink that crap. So it's, uh, but it's, um, disclaimer, I don't own Coca-Cola shares. But it's uh, the, and I'm not suggesting anyone else shouldn't, if you like them and you like Coke, <laughs> So I'm also not a big beer drinker. So it's, uh, I was going to
0: say, that was the next question. Corona's killing
1: <laughs> Corona's a hiding. Oh, no, no. Corona should be fine because it's, first of all, it's as weak as and and it's, you know... It's, but
0: they're, it's, lo- they're losing sales due to the name.
1: Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, got, it's got lime in it, you know. So, you know, you, you burn yourself, you cover yourself with lime or lemon juice, you're fine. But it's... Um, I think, though, the, uh, the... But in all seriousness, I mean, that is serious. So when you think of Coca-Cola or Amitil, uh if all of a sudden they do start to run low and their sales do drop off as a result of them not having that. So if somebody has, like I know Jeremy in here, he's quite often drinking his Pepsi Max or his Coke no sugar. Uh, now, does that mean he will just go and have a normal Coke? I don't know. But it could mean he might go and do something good for himself and have water instead. But, it's, um, but then you have a look at I was speaking to a client of mine the other day who owns a very large excavation business. And his concern is uh, the steel uh, pillars for all their excavation are currently sitting in the docks and can't leave because of the coronavirus. Yep. So there is that serious side of it, definitely. So, I mean, Australia is an exporter of iron ore to sometimes to do steel overseas and to bring it back into the country. So it's uh, cheaper to do it that way than just having it smelt a smelter here. Um, but... I think that's where the concerns are is that things can be locked up. It's not that it's not there, it's not there's not availability, but if all of a sudden as a result of that, you know, housing projects and freeway projects and road projects all get put on hold because there's no steel pillars to be able to support and put stuff in it. So then yeah, there there is there is that issue. Because the last thing, you know, my client Dave can do is say to his 40 staff yeah, you're taking your three weeks holiday now because we've got plenty of work, but we've got nothing to actually do, use, with. do it with. There's no steel, so we don't have steel. So then the whole project gets put being an excavation. The entire project, building project, gets put on hold. Yep. So that could hold up things. There's no doubt in that. So, so that's the serious side of it. In my opinion, uh, it's been overblown. I mean, even I was talking to. Uh, the, one of our big clients earlier on i said one of the problems with, and he's been in the media he ran a media company but i said one, one of the problems is with uh social media nowadays is that you know if if three people died in Australia and Scott Morrison wasn't on TV saying, here's how serious Australian government, do it, and here's what we're going to do, well, on that basis, uh, you know, there'll be people outcries everywhere that Scott Morrison should be in jail because he's the Prime Minister of the country. Or, you know, if we have um, other things like, for example, uh, the RBA today cut interest rates, because of fears of the coronavirus and what it's going to do to the economy. So it's not the fear of people necessarily dying and people catching a cold or, I mean, don't get me wrong, if you caught it, it's extremely serious, but 70% of deaths have been for people over the age of 80. So So it is very serious, but they're more looking at if there is a slowdown in the economy because people can't build, you know, because cars can't be, well, they're not manufactured here anymore anyway, but so it's just, you know, it's things like that. And of course the US Fed uh, cut interest rates overnight as well. So, and I think, you know, Australian interest rates are very low. So even when you have a look at markets with valuations as high as they are, with interest rates so low, if you actually did a historical PE ratio and bull runs uh, and divided it by the amount of debt and expense to debt, the PE ratios are actually quite reasonable in a lot of areas um, in the US too, so.
0: So finishing off, I guess, um, it, what's been interesting is, I think our clients do know our story, which is good because, yep. they, you know, that fear hasn't been there because they understand that, you know, we are set up four times like this and we're able to deploy that cash. So what is your message to clients that I guess are listening?
1: Um, it's it's a long-term plan. Yep. It's, you know, e- even if you're retired, it's still a long-term plan. It's, you know, having, Watching your portfolio, I mean this this large client we just placed a large order for, uh, his portfolio is down three uh, percent, but in saying down three percent for the month, it's still up nine percent for the year for the twelve month period. His own personal portfolio is down fifteen percent. You know that's 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 half a big one, so it's uh, that's a lot of money. Uh, but on that basis, you know, as I've always said to him, I'm I'm, I'm slow and boring. Always get your good returns in a good year and preserve your capital in the bad. And and this is a testament to what we actually do. So it's you know, there's no excitement in here. We you know we're not trading futures, we're not day traders, we're you know, we don't do any of that rubbish. We preserve people's capital over the long term to help them live the lifestyle that they wanna and achieve the goals that they want to do. It's it's really straightforward. It's and so so there's been no sneezing and coughing in here. I'm I'm quite comfortable. I went to the airport yesterday, I didn't bother putting on a mask and we you know life, life is okay.
0: Tony, thank you very much. A short and punchy one, which is good, but I think we have something special planned for our 50th. I'm not sure.
1: Well, I went to New York for my 50th. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing for our 50th podcast. If we're doing that for so. our
0: 50th podcast, I am in. You've told me everyone my stories of overseas. So. <laughs> so it's,
1: I'm never going overseas with you again. <laughs> yeah. I know I should because uh, I need some new stories. need <laughs> so. some new stories. <laughs> yeah. Tony,
0: thank you. Let's catch up next week.
1: Wonderful, thanks.